Hello, everyone, and welcome to the eighth episode of the Talking with Apes podcast, a podcast in which we, three young activists, uh, try to discuss big ac uh, topics surrounding social inequality, climate change, human rights, etc. Uh, this week, we will be tackling the topic of the last <laughs> LGBT unfriendly law that Hungary introduced, um, a law in which they basically make it um, illegal to expose uh, minors to any content that shows homosexuality or um, that shows change of gender in one way or the other. So yeah, it's, it's not the first law that Hungary introduced like this. It's uh, also not Hungary is also not the first country that has introduced laws like this. We have seen this happen in Poland and Europe before. And today we wanted to discuss the reaction of the EU to the situation and what we can do as citizens. Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's just start by uh, talking about the body of the new, new law introduced in Hungary um, and why is it drawing so much controversy. Um, And like, just so we get this out of the way, this is a homophobic law. Um, the body of it, it says it, um, the, well, the, the way they say it, it's to protect children from being sexualized or being exposed to sexual content. And the idea is to protect children and minors and to preserve the fam the traditional family values yes and it was also um not e like this law was introduced as a um sort of side note to a law that uh, they will use to punish um convicted pedophiles harsher uh, so it was kind of an, an am amendment to that law which makes it inherently homophobic because it's basically equating pedophilia to uh homo erotic behavior <laughs> i don't know that's not the right way of <laughs> just homosexuality isn't yeah, it <laughs> yeah yeah no i couldn't find that word that's yeah. the <laughs> and their defense is usually like no no we're not being like uh we're not being homophobic we actually support all of um homosexuality and stuff we just like don't want to expose children to this yeah and we want to leave it up to their parents whether they want to introduce that aspect of sexuality in and the education, education of their children yeah, yeah more more than saying we're not against it which they he doesn't orban does not they say actually he's not, not against it, it yeah. i mean I've, I, i have seen him say that he is actually a huge advocate of uh the gays because he was anti like uh communism where in Stalin's yeah regime, he there was, was like something yeah <laughs> but and yeah he, it's bullshit in the past he had a uh, uh, a stance against the authoritarian system that existed in hungary but um that's a long time ago and yeah. let's look at people's actions uh both past and present. And in that sense, the guy doesn't say, hey, I'm pro this uh, freedom for everyone to decide uh, to be who they are, to do as they see fit with other consenting adult, uh, adults. Uh, he's basically demanding heteronormativity in society. He's saying, 
parents have the right to raise their children as they say fit, see fit. But until that uh, that holy uh, border of 18 years old, everything has to be heterosexual and the traditional gender roles of man and woman have to be upheld. That's not really, say, I mean, that's basically the excuse, but that's not even protecting children from anything. Oh. That's basically just installing heteronormativity as the law. But they don't really phrase it that way. They phrase it in the sense of this is just to counter pedophilia, which is like we all know it's bullshit. It's it's not true. It's um the idea of um if you're the the idea is you, we want we don't want to expose our children to sexual content. But uh, if this was true, you wouldn't be focusing on LGBT content, and that that's it really. It it stems from the misconception, the myth of um, the correlation between pedophilia and homosexuality, which is not true. Um, there's a lot of research into that, and I imagine we will be talking about that later. Um, yeah, that's their point of view, but I think it's also important to look at uh, the, con the context of Hungary, where is this guy, like, he's not a dictator, Right? He's a populist. Mm, no. A <sighs> this is a difficult thing. So, um, NGO Freedom House has, has uh, basically come out and uh, said, based on reports, that they no longer consider Hungary a democracy and describe the country as a hybrid regime at the moment because of the very dubious and uh, precipitous uh, decline in democratic quality, as they describe it. Um, because he has repeatedly promoted this um, alternative ideology to uh, liberal democracy, uh, which he coins illiberal, or which is coined illiberal democracy, um, basically where the state just decides, the, the majority just decides what is okay and what isn't. So there is, there is a serious discussion on whether or not he... He's not a full-fledged dictator that uses the army to suppress everything at the moment, not but yet. he's also not a populist no, democratic he's, leader anymore. He's not, but at the same time, like all of this, like it's happening, like the, la the latest focus on it is happening because of the upcoming elections in Hungary. Like in 2015, 2016, he was focusing on refugees, on migrants, and how the EU policy should not be forced on us to accept migrants. And now, after that cycle has ended, they need a new boogeyman. And not to say, like, uh, taking homosexual men or homosexuality or LGBT rights as a new boogeyman. It's always been a boogeyman. But uh, that seems to be, uh, it seems to be their turn this year in Hungary. Yeah, and it started in 2020 where they already introduced laws uh, that first they introduced a law that prohibited uh, the adoption of any same-sex marriage, uh, same-sex couples. Uh, then they introduced a law that made any uh, official gender mm -hmm. change illegal. Uh, and then luckily uh, there was a small win for the LGBT community when uh, it was decided that that would not uh, act retrospectively. So if you had already had your gender marker changed, they won't go back and change it back. But other than that, yeah, he's basically getting away yeah. with anything. And it's worth during. noting that the law that happened when it comes to uh, transgender people and changing your gender legally was enforced during an emergency law because of COVID. He took advantage of that in a very, I think it's... It's fair to say it's a sickening thing to do. Like this emergency law is yes. supposed to be 
about handling the pandemic, and then you use it to pass on this kind of civil law. Which also, again, same way this insinuates or conflates homosexuality with pedophilia, is probably also uh, an attempt, or at least has the effect of conflating homosexuality and those things with the disease. The because disease. why? Because for some people it will be like, why do you take the, that measure now in this situation when, you know, uh, in a crisis mode? Yeah. Is there a link between those two? It definitely insinuates that. Yeah, and it's, um, it's, it's not unheard of. Like, um, I mean, I remember people uh, <laughs> when the COVID-19 pandemic started that, yes, youngs, homosexual men are one of the most people who spread these things because they meet with a lot of people and they <laughs> can't par stop partying. Apparently. Yeah, even, even in the Flemish parliament here in yeah. Belgium, it was brought up and, yeah. they, and you just saw that politics didn't even have an answer to that yeah, because like what, what? the... the yeah. They were completely caught unaware of, of gay culture even, and the and, minister couldn't answer to the question of like, how are you going to, you know, what like, are you going to do for this community? Also nowadays, or like, I don't know, I don't know if there's straight people that fuck much more than gay yes, people. Yes, yes, that, 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 <laughs> clearly that's, that's There's that no question, facts related yes, to that, that either. That question is clearly just... Um, there's probably a study about that. It's just a straw man idea of, okay, Tinder, so what are you going to do? Like, we're just going to recognize it as fact that homosexual men party more and spread diseases. What are you going to do about it? How are you going to handle that community? Yeah, exactly. So you, you're skipping a couple of steps there with acknowledgement of facts and yeah. research. But anyway, back to Hungary. Um... Yeah, so they did that. They uh, they did that transgender, yeah. uh, the trans transphobic law, um, and and like this new law, it's it's not just focused on education. Um, it's also gonna have effects on, for example, the TV shows that uh, children or all even, media, you know, like young adults are allowed to watch. Uh, so even shows like. Um, Friends are considered yes, to everything be banned. Excuse me. Yeah, even Harry Potter is uh, up for debate. I know the Vatican has Harry Potter on a blacklist, yeah, but yeah. Harry Potter has no. Yes, and um, and all people that will be providing sexual education now in Hungary, and like this law is intact now. So all people that will give any sexual education from now on will have to be government approved. Yes, all, is, all curriculum will have to be, yeah. um, when it comes to sexual education, will have to be government approved. Exactly. Otherwise, you can risk uh, huge fines. And, uh, and there has already been one publisher which had to, to uh, what was it, put a, put a sticker? Put a, a parental explicit content sticker yes, on, a, on a fairy tale book for with, children. Because the child had two uh, fathers or two mothers. Oh god! So explicit. So what, what, oh no, my god! But the like, porn. What what they said? Like the sticker has to mention that this book promotes or includes non-traditional gender roles. Mm -hmm. What does the fuck does that can mean? I, can First I of all, say one thing? Go for it. He's such a fucking snowflake. He is. I have to point this out. That that term has been such a way of projecting an issue these people have. Yeah. Why yes. do they need a sticker on it? Because it has two parents in I it. I mean, you know, why did the explicit sticker become a thing in the first place? It was <laughs> Catholic women in the US that had too much free time. I mean, yeah, that but at the same time there is a like Snowflakes. if we if we want to like take it a bit more seriously and dive into it, it's probably I mean, what what is this law like? Let's forget about Orban. Let's forget about the politics of it. Let's think about the Hungarian people. Apparently, from some of the research I did, 
there is a huge support for this law within the Hungarian people. Yeah, that doesn't make it right. Obviously not. So we need to tackle, like, why do... What, what is it that the Hungarian people have against LGBTQ people? There's There's been pride events every I'm year going, in, in Budapest. I'm going to be brutal about this. I, what they have is a lagging enlightenment. <laughs> and well, yeah, if you're going to prohibit education about LGBT people, you don't have to be surprised that there is some anti-LGBT sentiment. Also, there have been government-funded um, campaigns yes. that are pretty enforcing of the stereotypical heteronormative family values. Yes. To but, not say they're just like blatant a, homophobia. A, as a parent, if you're thinking that, oh, I don't want my child to be exposed to two dads in a fairy tale book... Yes. Um, is that about pedophilia or is this about you um, being afraid that your son might be, you being homophobic and your son or daughter might be homosexual and you don't, you just don't want to expose them to the world. You don't want them to make their own choices. Yeah, because you, want you to think enforce, that they won't be able to act on that if they don't know about it. And that's, that's, that's my, like, we have to, even though this is very basic bullshit, this is 20 years ago bullshit now, but we have somehow to say it again when it comes to a, a European Union state, that homosexuality is not a choice. It's not really a something you import. It's not something that you uh, decide or get, oh, I saw this post, post on Facebook the other day. Now I'm gay. That's not how it works, Hungary. So... But I think that's, uh, that's the, the uh, uh, very precious snare you're touching I don't think a lot of people are aware. I, I'm going to... I don't have numbers on this. This is a pure guess. But I do guess if you check for sexual education in Hungary, it's not going to be amazing. Probably not. And that's at the heart of these issues. That a population is, indeed. And probably not, right now, because sexual education is being improved, obviously LGBTQ issues are going to arise. But and now they're like, oh no, we're importing propaganda from the West. Brussels is enforcing LGBTQ agenda on us. No, you're just improving your sexual education. You have a more progressive population. Stop trying to curb this progress. Your population is learning new information yes. that just exists. Congratulations, you can't, you're doing you better. You can't, quote-unquote, protect your child from the world. That is not how it works. That's a hopeless attempt. That, li that only leads to isolation and yes. controlling issues. Yeah, but like one of the really problematic aspects of this new law is also that, okay, so you have these children and they are now not allowed to see any LGBT content anymore. And uh, so the population is also encouraged to be homophobic towards their children if they don't want to turn their children gay because that's a narrative that they're being fed. And then if you would come out as, say, a 16-year-old who has had a gay experience in some way, you can't even find NGOs or anything yeah, that will provide help to you because they're not allowed to. They're not allowed to exist anymore for minors or uh, teenage people. Yes. And that is just fucking sad you know like i here's the thing spoiler alert nobody's straight on this podcast mm -hmm. <laughs> i thought we were gonna keep that a secret um that's the spoiler here and yeah because I it wasn't obvious enough yes <laughs> growing up in a country that had no um lgbt media imported i grew up until i was 18 and i thought that syria is that syria, country yes, in yes indeed yes um <laughs> 
I the only awareness I had of any kind of uh, LGBT issues was shemale porn on Pornhub. And I thought, what the fuck is this? Huh? That's weird. I'm not going to get into this. <laughs> but I didn't have any education. And right now I'm a bisexual man. So that's, that's not how, like, it's not something I important or something I, I, it's something that I have always been. And just because I didn't have the, the resources or the education or the representation doesn't mean that I could have been turned straight. <laughs> so if you're gay, you're gay. And the best thing you can do for your children is to give them the representation they need in the media. Yes, and so they don't kill themselves. Yes, probably. That's because that's idea. also a thing that has been raised by NGOs and Indeed. the response was basically like, yay, the issue solves itself. They're killing and, themselves. <laughs> and not just uh, NGOs. I, um, at the, the 25th uh, of uh, June, was it? There was a summit, mm-hmm. a pretty heated summit uh, with the EU leaders as this law was uh, getting drafted and, and put in place and voted already. Um, Orban was a bit isolated during that issue, but the Prime Minister of Luxembourg, uh, Xavier Beto, uh, the, at the moment, only uh, openly gay leader in the EU, um, basically... Uh, referred mm-hmm. to the issue of, of uh, suicide, saying, um, you, know, you have to know we have a lot of young people who commit suicide because they don't accept themselves how they are. And so to be nationally blamed, to be considered not normal, to be considered a danger for young people, it's not realizing that being gay is not a choice, but being intolerant is a choice. And I will stay intolerant to intolerance and this will be my fight today. He basically made a beautiful sense uh, on that issue. But again, yeah, if Hungary sees that as a as a good thing, as a better to get rid of it, then we have to seriously start questioning Hungary's... Um, and that's that brings us, I think, to the idea of, okay, let's say Hungary is like that, even if Hungary, like, if even if the majority of Hungarians thought that, should a, a member state of the European Union be able to act like this yeah, against I mean, the European values. Like Rutten no. said, no. like Rutten said, if they want to leave, they can leave. Yes. No, I don't want them to leave. Yes, we and don't I'm, want I'm them to leave. I'm very adamant about this. But Rutten continued his uh, his uh, his uh, explanation or his stance, being basically saying he wants them the, that the goal is to get Hungary on its knees yeah. regarding the issue. That's not a good. Uh, they ha- because they have to understand they are either part of the European Community of Shared Values as we are or not. But I don't like the or not. I want them on their knees. That's the goal. But honestly, they're on their knees already. Like on, well, they have n- not yet. They, they, there has been legal action, but it's not like if 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 Europe threatens to take away France from them, they're done. Like they're one Hungary, of the com- Hungary yeah. is the mo- is the most expensive country for the EU other than Lithuania. It receives the most Yeah, uh, it receives the most uh, funds. And in that sense, and and they, 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 so they have a net, like, plus on being in the EU financially. And if we then look at uh, a lot of those funds going to Orban and his friends in all kinds of construction uh, projects, etc., that turn out to be way more expensive than they initially thought would be, et cetera, et cetera. We can 
seriously start asking ourselves should we give this country more funds i think i don't think that we need to like go on our knees and be like please stay with us of course please not. adapt no to no that, that's not the idea i just want to uh go in against the idea uh you're either in or out no it's i think fundamentally the job of the other member states to keep each other accountable and to keep hungary in this case accountable and to not just kick them out if they do crazy fucked up shit but to help the hungarian people one get the information they have they are absolutely entitled to and have the right to have yes. and two to help the hungarian lgbt community to be free and able and equal to live their lives they are european citizens where they you are just like uh, yeah but how are you gonna overthrow a dictator basically you don't overthrow a dictator what you do is try to work with hungary to I mean, that, I think that's an idea. Can we work with Orban, though? Like, can, no, I can don't we work think with so. Orban? Is not hungry. That's the yeah, idea. Exactly. Well, yeah, but then you have to get rid of Orban in some yes, way. Yes, I think the EU should be. That's the that's the issue with the EU at the moment. Um, I'm not going to go too much into it because that's an abstracting. But the EU doesn't have a mechanism, not a real one, or or not a written procedure in the original uh, in the original agreements of. What to do when a country that is in the EU backslides in, in terms of democracy and in uh, terms of rule of law and other things? We have high standards to join. It's very difficult to join. But it's, there is no mechanism because nobody kind of foresaw it or nobody wanted to give up sovereignty on that level. And now, luckily, the, the ability to withdraw funds has been implemented, which is the first mechanism that yes. can be used. It's actually pretty that. recent too, right? Yeah, it's yeah. it's uh, it it was uh, created when Hungary and uh, Poland uh, introduced Poland. anti uh, free LGBT zones. Yeah, so what it? what that means is basically that the states must respect values such as democracy and independence of uh, jurisdiction. Jurisdiction. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Hard word. Otherwise, they <laughs> risk losing... Of law, yeah. Money. The only other thing is uh, Article 7, called the nuclear option, in which they lose their right to vote on decisions in the EU. But that one is basically... It's a nuke, but in order to activate the nuke, everyone has to, everyone else has to agree, which isn't going to happen with Poland. There is a, That's an entire discussion on its own. But basically, I think it's very important that the other member states do go all in on him and on Hungary and help Hungary in this yes. sense. I'm sorry, there is no sovereignty when it comes to human rights. You are not sovereign to violate people that but, way. Yeah, like this this discussion is like, um, like when we read about the European summit where they discussed this, like the leaders themselves with Orban there, they described it as emotional, as intense and... Yes, this is the way it should be. It's it's a difficult conversation. It's not a easy, easy conversation. And honestly, like the uh, yes, I, like we get Twitter's uh, comments. You know, like I get it. Like uh, because it's it's mm -hmm. in response to the idea and the narrative of the European Union. The champions of democracy are limiting our freedom of speech. They're not respecting the Hungarian people's free freedom of choice. But is this the Soviet Union? And it's like, no, this is not the Soviet Union. You agreed to join and to mm -hmm. respect the values of the European Union. And also, it's it's freedom against freedom. The if, if we start from the ideal, which I think is where liberalism comes from, of my freedom goes as far as yours, uh, uh, my freedom ends where yours begins. What doesn't infringe on your freedom. Yeah, then you can say the Europeans are infringing on our 
freedom to discriminate against these people, but you're limiting of the freedom of Obviously your people. It's out of hypocrisy. So yeah, but you're also <laughs> limiting the freedom of other Europeans who might want to travel to Hungary because yes, exactly. one of the big aspects of you know international trade, international travel is yep. uh, one of the big aspects of Europe is that. And, and one of so. the beautiful comments from the European uh, leaders, I, I don't remember who said it, but it's like, if the European countries and member states of the European Union do not respect the European values, um, we're just a trading block. And mm -hmm. the EU is more than a trading block. I hope so, at least. And even if it's just a trading block, you can't treat that simply. We see it these days with issues of... of uh, Brexit. Yeah, but also of... of social rights being violated in other sides of the world, ecological impact of problems on the other side of the world. You can't simply think anymore in terms of what do we do in our little corner of the world? I'm sorry, we That, live yeah. in a globalized society. The Hungary lives within the Schengen area. Deal with it. Budapest is one of the hugest tourist attractions. It has one of the biggest pride celebrations every year. Yeah, like I can't imagine now going to Hungary with like, you know, like as a gay couple and, you know, like, for example, if, if I had a child and that child would get sick and uh, Hungary also doesn't recognize gay marriage anymore, like, you know, like all of these things do impact all European citizens that want to freely move within the Schengen area. And in that regard, I think it's it's pretty clear that this is not lawful Indeed. to do within the EU. Like you can't, for example, just take a gay couple's child away because, I mean, of course, all of these things that I'm saying now are just possibilities. These haven't happened yet, but like these but are first steps towards, for this. yeah. And so I think we're all in agreement that the EU is within its rights to exercise the idea of we're limiting funds to put pressure on a politician. That's the idea. Like also these kind of um, quote unquote punishments, they're not going to affect researchers. They're not going to affect NGOs. They're going to affect the politicians of Hungary. Mm -hmm. So that is something that they explicitly said, all of like the European leaders, like if we were to implement uh, punishments on Hungary, we're going to try to limit suffering and we're not going to try to not affect common people. And that's the idea. You put political pressure on somebody. When the Hungarian people see that this guy can't do diplomacy, we're suffering because of it. They will vote him out. At least that's the hope, right? Yeah. I have to admit I have, a, 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 to a certain extent, a, a consideration of how... or a, I'm concerned about how well such uh, blockades and... Uh, it's not been tried yet. ...work... No, but we try it with other places, um, especially Western powers have done it in the past, and it doesn't tend to work the way they hope it works, because you get blamed from closing the tap, basically, because you're cutting them off uh, in the end, and don't underestimate the popularity of these uh, yes. populists and dictators yeah. like they at already, home. They already have Brussels as the enemy. They this already claimed all the positive shit they got from the EU for themselves as their achievements. Yeah. Now they're going to put all the blame for what is lacking on the EU. That alone is not going to be enough. Basically, I would I would argue See for Brexit. not. Yeah, exactly. I would argue for not confusing simply cutting them off as convincing the people of of Hungary of what is happening. I mean, drop fucking ten thousand pamphlets above Budapest. I don't care, but. Think in terms of what will have an actual effect on the population. 
you know? Um, because just working with money alone, I think, isn't going to do us. It's not. Uh, it, it has to go on hand in hand with the European Union um, clearly saying we are we are there for the Hungarian people, for the Hungarian LGBTQ community as EU citizens. The and that's our to, priority. Yeah, the point should be to restore law uh, and restore the democratic system in Hungary, not for... You know, not not to just close it. That's a very passive action. We'll just Indeed. cut them off and, and wait. That's no, just going to... That's I, the, that's I also, the oh, sorry. I also think maybe we should, with some things, establish European-wide laws that are just part of the EU and you can't change them. Maybe that would also be an interesting... I mean, that's what that's, European, quote-unquote, values are supposed to be. Yeah, and that's... Yeah, but, like, even if you look at Germany and Belgium, right? Like, me changing my gender marker. I can change it in Belgium now, but in Germany I have to wait three more years. Like, things like that just don't make sense if you live in a Schengen area where trade, where travel and everything is so interconnected. Like, I, I would have to, in Germany, go by another name than in Belgium. Like, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, I'm going to have two passports with different names the, on the, them. The EU laws clearly are not yet updated to the latest. Not even latest. Like, it's just LGBTQ people are not in consideration. That's it's, it's what we... I mean, it came up at the, with the interview with uh, Denis uh, uh, when we were talking about yes. the Istanbul Convention. Um, you can watch that on the, yeah, on the YouTube yeah. channel. But um, basically, yes, the those things are in streamlined across the EU. And... Actually, it would have been, I think, an even stronger stance of the countries that now condemned, the 16 countries that now condemned Hungary and in passing and enacting this law. It would have been a stronger stance if they didn't just react and hold their ground, but if they actively, actively. pushed further and said, like, no, actually, Hungary, we don't just demand you retract this law, we demand you, in, for example, allow gay marriage. Just allow gay adoption. Let's be fair, but what they're doing, Hungary is trying to drag the entire EU to its side, to the right side and the conservative traditional side. I I really am proud of the fact that Belgium, the Netherlands and Luxembourg, the Benelux, spearheaded the effort in, in condemning this and in uh, starting the procedures and everything. But I would really, really like them to do the same thing and try and drag the rest of the EU towards a more progressive vision. Because that is currently not happening. They're just reactionary. Yeah. And uh, that, yeah, being reactionary. Not, not always the best look. So, yes, we need active, active support and active help of LGBT people. Um, unfortunately, this law is... Um, you, we, like we, if anybody is still in doubt of this, what this law's implications are or want to still hear the Hungarian story, you can go look at that. 2013 Russian law that is very similar to this and this law was actually like modeled after the Russian law that has the ban of uh, LGBT media and keeping family traditions intact that law resulted in um, grassroots organizations being uh, closed by for activists to be arrested within Russia it it resulted in in crackdown on every LGBT activist in Russia. So this is this is what's happening. So it doesn't even have to. You you don't have to use the police. Even um, I'm thinking of the latest Philosophy Tube episode on uh, censorship, uh, not the latest, but uh, the the episode on censorship. Um, and Abigail explains at the end. Um, basically, 
the when Thatcher introduced a similar law, again, also banning uh, LGBT content and such things in schools, the law was a disaster. It doesn't. It didn't hold up in any way. It, it was a, a terrible law. But the fact that it existed and that there was the basically threat, even though it was a hollow threat, it wouldn't have worked very well. But the fact that the law existed and there was a threat was enough for schools not to do it, not to educate their children, yeah. uh, their pupils in this matter. That alone is already problematic. And if you what you're referring to with Russia just seems it, like... It's just very insidious. Even you know, like, um, like also from the legal point of view, that law is has wording like um, in the presence of minors. Um, and in the presence of minors is very broad. That's one of the criticisms the law got. Uh, what do you mean in the presence of minors? Any online content that can include... Like maybe, yeah, like it's impossible. Like so you can't ban all teenagers of listening exactly. to Lady Gaga. So de facto, it is a ban, a wide media ban on anything they don't like, mm -hmm. and that is like we have to. I, I know we've like already done this, but it's just like so insidious and so like censorship, like dystopia shit that. I, I really didn't expect it to come from an EU member state. It reminds me of like the the Polish LGBT free zones, but these zones were like. Um, countered and the Polish courts themselves um, denounced them. So at least in a legal um, yeah. legal context, they were they were fought. This seems like uh, it's just passing by. It's already passed in Hungary. Yeah. It's enacted at the moment. Yes, it's it, enacted. It's active. So it's just very surprising. Just come here, Hungarian kids. We'll teach you all about <laughs> the gay ways. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Brussels, the uh, honestly the, the main gay attraction. Honestly, <laughs> if we want to, if we really had, a, if we had a truly progressive government and one that didn't, that had balls, but actually like a, a brave progressive government, I would enact a full-on American air bridge into Eastern Berlin with Hungary, just like put a train to Budapest. Also money, but money. Make a make a gay train to Budapest in from the yes, Netherlands to yes. Belgium, just. Yeah. From every, Go for from it. every country, from Poland, from Hungary, from it. all of them. Yeah. Export the gay. Do what they fear. <laughs> Export the gay and the queer stuff. Yeah, I mean, you don't drop dildos over their city. Yeah. You clearly don't want them. Maybe don't do that. It will hurt. We people. we need some we need <laughs> some younger population anyways because we're kind of dying out in exactly. Western Europe. <laughs> but gays don't reproduce. Yeah, but they they're still. <laughs> like but produce money for a while pop into existence <laughs> and spontaneously there are bisexual people which is like Glorious, usually when it yeah. comes to censorship like you have vilification or uh, stereotyping of gay people in representation and then you have just erasure of yeah. bi people or trans people they just don't exist yes I think because also some people fear that they could be used against the statement of it's it's not a choice you know yes. i think that is sadly part of the discrimination within the own community as well against bisexuals mm. there was that other group that got dragged into this discussion other group? the football fans <laughs> wait what the elinaz arena Yes. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. This entire political discussion yes. then spilled over into the yeah, into I the mean, European champion. I mean, honestly, football is a big part football. of Europe. It should not be taken lightly. I was pleasantly surprised by how the 
at least a large portion of the football community, of the supporters themselves and the people yes. themselves reacted. The UEFA, on the other hand... Fucking cowards. <sighs> that was... Uh, But for anybody who, who doesn't know the context of this, so basically um, Hungary was playing against Germany um, yes. and the mayor of... Uh, what was the city? Munich. Munich. The mayor is um, called Dieter Reit. Wanted to light the arena, the Elena's arena, in the colors of the rainbow as a show of support. And the UEFA decided to not allow him to do that. Yes. Allow her, him? I don't know, him, I'm not sure. I think. Um, and think uh, German football fans were holding little uh, rainbow flags. There was an activist that went, th when, the, uh, <laughs> when the national Hungarian anthem went with a rainbow flag. And the UEFA said, this is a political statement. That's why we didn't allow it. We do not bring politics into football. And that is just a cowardly position. Oh, yeah. yeah. But fuck the UEFA. Of course, <laughs> fuck the UEFA. Yeah, yeah. But it is funny because they themselves defend their decision and say, um, and I'm quoting them, Today, UEFA is proud to wear the colors of the rainbow. It is a symbol that embodies our core values, promoting everything that we believe in, a more just and egalitarian society, tolerant of everyone, regardless of their background, belief, or uh -huh. gender. Good how, job, how PR <laughs> intern. Good job, PR intern. How many openly gay footballers, soccer players I mean, are uh, there if again? You, if we want to talk about homophobia inside football, uh, we would need a new, new episode. But, when the, but then the UEFA was like, okay, but... Um, What well which arena should we pick or something? They had a social media that that intern probably got fired because then they had a a, a social media question where like there was a chance to select another stadium or something, um, and the basically the comment sections of that post got flooded by the Munich stadium in rainbow colors of people just saying just give us this you assholes and I love it and I don't know Dieter Reiter the mayor. Um, he's a social democrat. I don't know the re his political career. He could be a terrible politician. But I will say this. Um, from the outside, this is a, a good example of what politicians, progressive politicians, can do in yes. their position. Because he kind of brought this entire issue to the forefront and, and, and helped blow it up in, in that space. And he helped show that UEFA is a big fucking hypocritical organization once again. And I, I will say it, it was a good tactic or a good display of tactics, whether or not he meant to, for yeah, all of I this mean, to happen or not. Yeah, for UEFA to say that they're not a political organization and to refuse any political change is just cowardly because UEFA and football in general in Europe and outside of Europe suffers from horrible racism examples, suffer from horrible homophobia. You need politics to change this, UEFA. That's what politics do. Politics are the power of change, implementing. That's the idea of politics. So with us to say you do not want politics, that means you are satisfied with the current state of affairs. And that is just... <laughs> yeah, and you can't have like this, this core values uh, of, of equality and everything in Belgium and the Netherlands, but not in Hungary. Not in Hungary. That's kind of not how it works. Or either you want to do those things or you don't want You're to do those things. You're either egalitarian or not. Yeah, and it's not it's not like they were talking about projecting like gay porn onto the stadium, right? Oh. Like we're not infringing on anyone, like what makes people comfortable here. It's about a fucking rainbow color. It's like who doesn't find that pretty? Again, snowflakes. <laughs> yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, I think... Um, yeah, I think this topic is pretty yeah. short and sweet. Like mm -hmm. we we are in condemnation of this. We agree with any European uh, law action suits uh, against this. And maybe let's uh, to to wrap up. Let's go over what is can be expected. So or what's going to happen. So um, the EU ha uh, Commission has indeed uh, started the mechanism of freezing payments. Um, now uh, there is the Council of. Uh, of the EU has uh, one month to vote on the Commission's recommendations. Um, in order for that to pass, and so for the freezing of the payments to happen, uh, they need a qualified majority, which is uh, 15 percent uh, of 15 of the 27 member states, 55 percent. Um, there were 16 countries that signed the documents, uh, the statement. Um, so that seems positive. Um, it also has to be. They also have to combined represent 65% of the total EU population, but I think that's okay because um, among these countries are uh, Belgium, Denmark, Estonia, Finland, France, Germany, Ireland, Lithuania, Luxembourg, the Netherlands, Spain, Sweden, Latvia, Italy, Greece, Austria, Cyprus, and Portugal. And with Germany and France, that sounds like it will reach that 65% of population, I think. Yeah. Um, so Hungary is indeed looking at its budget potentially being frozen. Um, then there is also legal action by the commission. So the commission char challenged the law. Or better said, the commission has given an official warning. Uh, Hungary has, I believe, two months to reply to that official warning. They're holding a referendum. Yeah, that's, so that's also coming up. Um, but with the two months uh, to reply, uh, if, those, if, if they don't give satisfactory arguments um, because this is a whole ritual and ceremony. Um, Brussels can uh, result to a so-called reasoned opinion, uh, which is a request to comply with EU law. And if they don't, uh, the entire matter will probably be referred to the Court of Justice in Luxembourg. Uh, so then a legal battle starts uh, in that sense. Uh -huh. How long is... That process in total. So that's, they have two months to answer the commission in mm -hmm. that sense. Within a month, the council votes on the freezing of payments. So we're going to see something within a month, within two months. Um, and then, uh, indeed, uh, Orban uh, said they were going to uh, organize a referendum on the matter within Hungary. But knowing the population has support, it's basically him trying to affirm, it seems. Yes, and if you look at the referendum... Um Formatting of the questions, I'm going to quote here. Um, the uh, referendum is going to include questions like, do you support that media programs which influence children's development shall be aired without restrictions? You see, like, it's not really... It's almost already insinuated. It's worded in a very weird way. Uh, also, one of the questions is whether you are in favor or not of including, quote-unquote, different sexual orientations in the sexual education material without paternal consent. You know, like, even I would vote no, like... That sounds... Yeah. You like, know? I lose control as a parent. Yes, and that's, that's, the, uh, that's the threat of these populists. Yeah. You know, they, they, they can frenzy up the population in a very... Uh, I mean, I don't know. Our populations are this dumb. I, I hope... If any Hungarian listeners are out there, like, honestly, just write to us. Like, uh, put us... Uh, we, we don't know any Hungarians, but... Uh, 
It's. I, I hope the Hungarian people are much more... Uh, but the thing is, we're not even talking about children here. Like, this is... It's phrased as if we're talking about, like, 10-year-olds, right? But we're talking about 16, 17-year-olds, yeah. yes. too. Yes, true. That's, <laughs> that's also the problem. I, 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 as a parent, wouldn't want to know all of whatever my 16-year-old watches on the internet. Yeah, like, a, I don't mind problem. losing control over that. <laughs> I don't want responsibility for that. The wording of the law has minors, not children. That's a problem. Yeah. It's, uh, also, um, the Hungarians submitted or were too late to submit their uh, recovery plans for the corona from the corona budget that was specifically implemented to recover from the pandemic. Um, but considering the other issues at hand, that it's it's to be seen how much all of this is going to have an effect on that, and if they get rejected on that, it will probably add to the fuel. So expect some drama over the recovery plans as well. I mean, um, also legally, they are they are facing a different uh, lawsuit within the same um, context yeah. where they are accused of not cooperating when the investigation was going through Poland's uh, anti-LGBT laws. <laughs> so Hungary didn't uh, didn't really cooperate and they are now facing um, legal consequences for that. Um, they really are <clears throat> not in a good position, it seems. Um, because also, uh, Orban's, and that's the last uh, thing, Orban's party was uh, kicked out of the uh, EP, uh, the uh, European uh, faction, in Basically, which they the right faction within the European Parliament. Yeah, uh, which also people had... People like Merkel. Yeah. And... Um, uh, yeah, the Flemish Merkel is the biggest one. Things like that. Um, and since then, it does seem to be open season on his party, a little bit at least. Uh, the other leaders, he, it made him more fragile. Because I mean, now he's on, yes, they're on I, the run. At the same time, I, I have to say like... If this was like the reason or like the spark that people, oh, uh, finally we can talk like about this, then this is bad. If you were like afraid of the uh, parliament, the block in the parliament, that you don't want to offend this uh, person because they're a part of the uh, center right. Mm -hmm. I, I don't like this. I don't like uh, politics being influenced that way. No, it's true, but it, that is power politics. That is, you know, yeah. Well, they well, don't have anyways, the of it means brother. that there is uh, hope for this question. Yes. Yes. Which is good to know. And this is an ongoing fight. We should not, like, this shouldn't leave the news until it's solved. This is not something mm -hmm. that you talk about for one month and then it's gone. No. This, this, this is something that everybody has to keep showing support for LGBTQ people inside of Hungary until this is... Um, pulled away and more LGBT-friendly and human rights-friendly laws are enacted within Hungary. Yes, we're talking about a lot of people here. If we consider that about 15% of the population is at least some sort of LGBT. So. Okay. <laughs> um, we will see you next week with a new topic. And I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, please like, share, and give us any sort of feedback you might have for us so we can further improve this podcast. And if you feel like you want us to talk about something, mention it in the comments. Of course. Yes. Bye-bye. Subscribe. Bye.